Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting over episode 1 of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. If you would like to watch along, then start watching now. So, I've heard various opinions on this first episode of Brotherhood, and... I understand a lot of the complaints about it, because people say that it's sort of like, stupid, non-canon, doesn't really add anything. But, I think it's, um... It's not that bad. You know, it's a good way to start in media res. Introduces us to a bunch of characters and gives us some characterization early on. You know, it's not like it's any great important, pivotal part of the story, but for what it does, I think it does it well, you know? Because we're sort of introduced to the command structure between King Bradley and Colonel Mustang, and then eventually Ed and Alphonse. So that opening theme that just played now, that in my mind is probably one of the best openings in any anime ever. Not only is the music really good, but the visuals too are also really well thought out in my opinion. The visuals add, I guess, um, well, they sort of inform the viewer of bits and pieces of the backstory and they show you things that have yet to happen but in a way that doesn't spoil any major plot twists and in that regard I think it's masterfully done so here we have the first conflict between Ed and the freezing alchemist and notably right here, uh, this antagonist notices that Ed doesn't have to use transmutation circles to transmute. And he makes it out like it's some big deal. Although we don't know why at this point. 
So the freezing alchemist sort of does some deduction here based on what he already knew about Edward. And aside from this little uh, comedic beat, he sort of uh, deduces some rather uncomfortable information about Ed and Al. So unfortunately for the pair of them, uh, Edward's temper has gotten the better of them, and knowing what we do about the Freezing Alchemist, how resourceful he seemingly is, it was probably a better idea to have him fully restrained as Ed had previously. Indeed, that turns out to be the case. Additionally, this scene serves to uh, inform the viewer that transmutation circles are so important that the Freezing Alchemist had uh, tattooed one on the palm of his hand so that he can continue to fight even when disarmed. So this first scene here gives us a little insight into the relationship between Roy Mustang and the Elric brothers. It's not quite a professional relationship, even though it very likely should be. Mustang's almost like an older brother to them in a weird sort of way. So, in that little line from Edward, we get a little glimpse into one of uh, the principal conflicts, which is the conflict between his ideals and his responsibilities. He's ostensibly working for the military, but he is adamant about not killing, and... You know, given that he's working for the military, those two things could very easily come into conflict. So, for the second time of this episode, we're introduced to the running gag of people mistaking Alphonse as the Full Metal Alchemist, knowing only the title. Of course, the misunderstanding was just that and Lieutenant Colonel Mays Hughes is uh, rather affable and he's very quick to make friends with the Elric brothers. He's also shown to be a, a family man and a very devoted husband and father. You know, upon rewatching it, it's really only occurring to me now how often they, uh, they pick on Ed for his height. You know, this is the third time in less than ten minutes.
So as the Elric brothers stay at the uh, the Hughes household for dinner, um, it seems like only Ed and Al are aware of Alphonse's true nature. He's wearing a suit of armor and uh, declines to eat. Uh, the idea being that he would have to take off his armor and he's not willing to do that. But of course, the truth is something unfortunately more sinister. So interestingly, back in prison, uh, the Freezing Alchemist is talking to Kimberly, the Crimson Alchemist. And from what it sounds like, they're both in jail for good reasons, but while Isaac McDougall has ideological reasons for doing what he did and getting himself into this mess, uh, Kimberly is just a psychopath who kills for fun. So although they might do the same sort of things, they do it for vastly different reasons, and thus Kimberly sees no reason to help him. So, we have another nice little scene here where Maze sort of illustrates why he's such a stand-up guy. He's unable to sleep, largely because he's concerned about the two Elric brothers. In part because they're so young, and in part because their occupation is what it is. Being essentially uh, conscripts of the military. So here we get like the first little glimmer of something more where Alphonse says, I wish we could get our old bodies back, indicating that Ed is not unique in having a prosthetic limb. So the next day, things are escalating significantly. Isaac McDougall escaped, and he's basically a mistress's most wanted. Roy Mustang is going out in person to try and track him down, and security is heightened to extreme degrees. So Isaac seems to be putting little transmutation circles all around the city. Presumably for some greater purpose that is as of yet unclear. Obviously we know he wants to topple the current regime.
So McDougal has run into some uh, heavy resistance in the form of Alex Louise Armstrong, another state alchemist. And he seems to be a fairly decent match, if only because he's so tough. So interestingly enough, it seems like Roy and Isaac are somewhat familiar with each other. It somewhat makes sense considering that they're both state alchemists, but this seems to imply that they actually knew each other on a personal level. So unfortunately for Roy, uh, Isaac McDougall is almost uniquely suited towards hard countering anything he can do. So it seems like the Elric brothers have finally uh, caught on to his big plan, whatever it is. But for all their efforts, they were too late. And Isaac manages to enact whatever his master plan was. And it's the scale of the plan that uh, really seems to intrigue Edward, because he thinks correctly or not, that it's powered by a Philosopher's Stone. Now that's one of the really interesting things about Full Metal Alchemist in that it pulls on the real-life concepts of alchemy and the Philosopher's Stone and all that. The Philosopher's Stone was... maybe mythological is the wrong word, but it was a hypothetical compound, I suppose, that had the ability to transmute lead into gold, and it was something that was highly sought after in the Middle Ages. So Edward, perhaps obviously, is very keen on getting his hands on a Philosopher's Stone. Isaac is denying it or just playing dumb. It's not entirely clear. So now that his alchemy is coming to fruition, he seems to be creating like a giant glacier of ice. And it seems utterly implacable no matter what's done to try and stop it. It's plowing straight through buildings like they're hardly even there. And what's worse, he seems to be attempting to freeze over the entire city. So Edward manages to deduce that Isaac's overall target is Central Command, presumably where all the head military officials are. Pretty obvious he has a bone to pick with them, and it seems like his issue largely stems from crimes that were committed during a previous conflict. 
So the two Elric brothers manage to uh, fight Isaac in close combat. And while it seems that Isaac's getting the upper hand, it becomes clear to the audience that uh, Alphonse is not quite what he appears. Rather, he's an empty suit of armor. For Isaac, this is the final piece of the puzzle that confirms what he has suspected. So Isaac accurately guesses that Alphonse and Edward had tried to commit human transmutation, and in doing so, they paid a horrible price. Alphonse lost his body, Edward lost a leg and an arm. And so they were forced to contend with these horrible loss of limb. Unfortunately for Isaac, this has really pissed off Ed. And considering he has a metal prosthetic arm, well, you know, it's gotta hurt, I'd imagine. So at this point, considering he's already been beaten pretty severely, Isaac McDougall becomes... What I would think to be a little unhinged is he's using his alchemy on his own blood since there's no other water available. And beyond that, he declares that the Elric brothers are fools for trying to stop him because what he's doing is for the greater good. So, he might even think what he is doing is for the greater good, but the unhinged manner in which he's acting I guess indicates that he's probably a little off his rocker. So Isaac manages to stumble away from the Elric brothers wounded, but he runs into Bradley, who we already sort of know is the head honcho here. Isaac takes the opportunity to engage him in combat, using his blood as a weapon once again. And based on the look on his face, you know, he's pretty clearly gone off the deep end by this point. Bradley, on the other hand, is very stoic, and he's able to cut him down with hardly any movement on his part. And in the end, it seems like Isaac did have a Philosopher's Stone, which unfortunately crumbled away after his death. Or defeat, I suppose. He may not be dead, we haven't seen that for sure.
So interestingly enough, this is sort of the first interaction we have with Bradley, and he seems pretty affable himself in regards to talking about his encounter with Isaac. Interestingly enough, Bradley has been telling everyone that Roy Mustang was responsible. And uh, May sort of chastises Roy for not wanting to accept credit for something he didn't do, but... I don't know, it's not really obvious why Bradley would not accept credit for something like that and try to pass it off on one of his subordinates. So meanwhile, we're introduced to a, uh, a sultry femme fatale type character talking on the phone. And based on her conversation, Isaac was one of her confederates, and she is also aware of the Philosopher's Stone. So it seems like whatever Isaac was doing, he was part of something much bigger. Alright, that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.